Daily Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode 175, live from Summit Fun 2018, day number five, coming up next in this episode of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Eric Crump, Larry Overstreet, Russ Rosleski, Tom Frick, Rick Felty, and Carl Valeri. Hey folks, we're here live again today at Sun and Fun, day number five. You can see, or I should say you can hear, not see the bombing in the background. There's an air show going on right in front of us. I'm on the deck right now, actually with Russ Wozleski. Russ, man, this has been a really cool day, hasn't it? It has been a fantastic day. The crowds are just amazing. I mean, it's Saturday and you got all the locals coming out. There are so many people here. You know, it seems like we have more people than we've had in the past. Talking to the folks on the flight line, this is one of the first years they've had to use the north ramp i've heard uh, people talk about camping even that it's been tough to find a campsite you should know that <laughs> fortunately i got here uh, monday so i got a good campsite but uh, but yeah there are planes parked way out there I, they must have a mile walk to get to the showers i can't imagine well speaking of that we did uh, a lot of interviews ran around just like we've done before I, uh, great feedback thanks for telling us about the podcast and liking those interviews uh before we uh close out this intro there's a few things i want you to know is we are going to have a big announcement on our live show so make sure you listen to that uh, you'll be able to download that after sun and fun so that'll be actually episode number seven for sun and fun or the into the next month but anyway just download that episode it'll be a big announcement as to what we're doing here and uh oh, that's about all i'm going to go into it's going to be really cool so i got to interview a few people actually no I, I got to interview one person and that person was actually uh somebody with an airline and uh that was and he's going to be on live tonight and that's joey Dolly and he talks a lot about their new rotor transition program. So listen to that. Rush, you got to do a couple interviews. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I did four interviews. I talked to the American Bonanza Society, Tom Turner there. Man, this guy is just, if you've ever gone to one of his presentations, he's just a, an encyclopedia of barren and bonanza knowledge. Uh, it's just amazing. I talked to a representative for Falcon Aviation Academy about their uh, flight training programs there, the Virginia Department of Aviation and their ambassador program, flying, go to fly all fly to all the airports in Virginia and get some uh, some cool swag there. And also, uh, Mall Aircraft. I talked to the president of Mall Aircraft about their MX-7 and uh, some of the history of the company. Really great stuff. It was a lot of fun. Well, let's go listen to those interviews. We'll talk to you at the end of the podcast. Don't forget to listen to us on liveatc.net slash SNF live here at Sun and Fun if you're listening to this and downloading it during the show. But if it's after the show, you're going to be able to live stream this throughout the year. We also have a few other interviews you'll hear on the podcast. We'll talk to you at the end. This is Russ Rosleski for the Stuck Mike Avcash, reporting for Sun of Fun Radio, Sun of Fun 2018, sitting here with Tom Turner, the American Bonanza Society uh, 
Safety Foundation Executive Director. That's a long title, Tom. Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah, that's it, though. You've got it. Thanks a lot, Russ. All right, so the American Bonanza Society is the type club for Bonanzas and Baron aircraft, and you have a bunch of different educational programs, don't you? Yeah, we do. We have programs for uh, pilot education and flight training. We have an instructor education and training standardization program, and we also teach mechanics uh, on beach-specific uh, maintenance items. Yeah, I am a member of the American Bonanza Society, and I've gone through the, uh, the CFI training. It's very, very thorough. I commend you on that. Uh, what is your ultimate goal with all this training? Well, uh, of course, uh, we're serving our members, and we want to uh, keep the airplanes flying safely and the pilots flying safety. safety. The um, motto or the mission of the ABS Air Safety Foundation is to protect pilots and preserve the Beechcraft fleet, and everything we do is, mar- is uh, measured against that objective. And they have all kinds of resources online, you know, reference materials, POHs, safety bulletins, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I've been hearing a lot about this A36 that you're, uh, you're working on uh, renovating. That's correct. Uh, one of our uh, members very generously left a, a large bequest in his will to us for pilot and uh, flight instructor education, and our board of directors chose to use part of that uh, bequest to acquire and upgrade an A36 Bonanza. So we found a nice, a very nice 1981 A36 Bonanza. We've been renovating it up to uh, uh, current modern standards. Uh, we've had a great deal of support from our vendors and sponsors, uh, providing us a lot of free equipment or at uh, very low cost. Uh, so we're upgrading this aircraft as an educational tool. The primary purpose of this airplane is to teach pilots and to teach flight instructors. Uh, for example, uh, it's, it's currently uh, going through the third of its three-phase process. It's in the avionics shop getting a full uh, Garmin panel installed. But uh, the first thing that we're going to do with this after that uh, installation is complete is I have uh, two flight instructors from Australia that are coming up uh, being paid by the Australian Beechcraft Society, which is a regional society of ABS, coming to become standardized uh, ABS flight instructors so they can take that expertise back to Australia. Uh, we'll also be using it for creating uh, AV, uh, training videotapes. Uh, we'll be updating our entire air, um, excuse me, we'll be updating our entire online training program uh, to include a lot of video using this aircraft. And lastly, uh, we'll be using it in uh, maintenance training as well with some of our uh, ABS maintenance academy courses. So I assume that this this A36 is located in Wichita with the ABS. Right. Uh, We have it hangered uh, across the street from our office at Jabara Airport in Wichita. We'll be based primarily out of there. Uh, For the foreseeable future, we'll probably do most of our work there, although we will have it out on the road for displays. It'll be in front of the ABS tent at Oshkosh, for instance. And I uh, I can foresee where we might uh, base it in uh, one part of the country and leave it with one or more of our accredited uh, Beechcraft Pilot Proficiency Program instructors so that they can use it for our members in an area for a while as well. Is this aircraft uh, going to be available for members to come to Wichita to use for some kind of training purposes, and how would that work out? Well, as a matter of fact, yes. Uh, On a fairly limited basis, simply because of the schedule, uh, we are going to have it available. I do have uh, uh, one of our members coming from Europe later next year. He flies a Bonanza in Europe. He wants to get our uh, Beechcraft Pilot Proficiency Program flight training, and it just, obviously, he can't bring his airplane here, so he's going to come to Wichita, fly with me in this area craft so he can uh, learn what he needs to do uh, to fly his plane safely at home. 
You mentioned, uh, we, we've talked obviously a little, a little bit about the pilot training. You also mentioned mechanic training and some other things. So talk just for a minute about those. Okay. We have a program called the ABS Maintenance Academy. Now, uh, backing up just a little bit, for about 45 years, we've done something called the ABS Service Clinic Program. And that's where we take, uh, we send one of our expert inspectors to a location around the country. They're hosted by FBOs around the country eight or ten times a year. And our members bring their airplanes in for a very thorough hour and a half visual inspection and landing gear rigging check. Uh, Continental Motors also comes and does a full engine compression and borescope check as par- at, at the same time. And we do this at, at cost, so it's very, very inexpensive for our members. But what we're doing there is we're inspecting aircraft to look for the things that historically have been problematic in, in beach airplanes or things where common squawks that we find in the fleet so that they can take their airplane home to their mechanic to um, to get those things addressed. Well, in a perfect world, every mechanic out there would already know what to look for on these specific types of airplanes, and we wouldn't have to do service clinics. The genesis of the ABS Maintenance Academy was to uh, bring mechanics to a weekend course, a two-and-a-half-day course of ground school and hands-on training on an aircraft so that we teach them what we look for in a service clinic inspection, and presumably they'll now be able to apply that knowledge to every Bonanza and Baron they see back home in the practice. So we do that twice a year. We've put about 250 uh, mechanics through the ABS Maintenance Academy program in the uh, uh, five or six years we've done it. And uh, you have to apply to be part of the program. And one of the application criteria is that you are a full-time mechanic working in a shop that does at least 20 Bonanza or Baron annual inspections a year. So we're looking at people that are going to touch a large percentage of our fleet. And I think it's very successful to be able to get what we've learned in over 40 years of service clinic experience out to mechanics everywhere to serve our members. That sounds very valuable and useful training and certainly enhancing the safety of the whole fleet. Uh, I know you have to get and go do a presentation uh, today. You're doing them all week here at Sun of Fun. Do you do any at Oshkosh as well? Yes, uh, I'll be doing, uh, well, we are, are maintenance experts will be doing an Oshkosh forum. I'll be doing an Oshkosh forum with some of our other BPPP instructors. And then we have a full slate of Beechcraft-specific programs in our tent at Oshkosh. We call it the ABS Tent Topics Series. Uh, we'll be doing it Monday through Friday in the ABS uh, display. We're directly across the street from uh, Theater in the Woods, so it's easy to find us. Well, it sounds like a great uh, opportunity for people to just learn more about their airplanes. I know all the owners I work with want to know everything they can about their airplanes. And and you are certainly a fount of knowledge on this topic. So you've been doing this a long time. Uh, Any closing comments and give us a website. Okay, we're at www.bonanza.org. And uh, we are very fortunate in that our membership is growing. We'd like it to continue to grow. So I uh, welcome anybody who is a Bonanza pilot, flight instructor, or a Bonanza or Baron pilot, flight instructor, mechanic, or enthusiast to uh, uh, look at our website, become a member of ABS, and learn more about teaching and uh, flying these airplanes safely. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate your time. Uh, this is Russell Zlusky for Stuck Mike Afgas and Sun of Fun Radio. This is Bill English of the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting for Sun and Fun Radio. We're here today with Ken Viard of Pilot Partner. And Pilot Partner is not just an electronic logbook, although that's uh, where it started out. Um, they've got a bunch of great new features now that uh, Ken wants to tell us about. Um, Ken, what's the, the basic idea behind an electronic logbook and some of the other software offerings that you do? We started with electronic pilot logbooks, and it's great for any pilot, general aviation, working up into the airline career to get your logs all organized and ready to go to 
for that airline interview or a check ride. But what we've really started working on is the whole segment that's being underserved, and that's the fleet management side of things. And we really focus on partnerships and flying clubs right now. And then as we get a little bit more feature-rich, we're going to be really going after the flight schools and providing a suite of tools that really are augmented with your logbook that then drive into that fleet management. So things like maintenance tracking and hob start and tax start end and that drive in your maintenance windows and your invoices. We've done this great job in the aviation community of going paperless. We've gotten rid of paper charts and paper approach plates with all the great EFBs that are out in the market. We've gotten rid of all that fire hazard that's inside the cockpit and the papers are gone, but we've left one piece of paper in the in the cockpit. And that's that paper dispatch sheet. Any pilot who flies in a flying club, flight school, or partnership, there's a paper sheet in there where you log your hob start and your hobs in or your tack start and your tack end. And you usually have some other fields like how many quarts of oil or any maintenance issues you've had. You write it down on a piece of paper. Problem is that piece of paper is in the airplane. And when your poor finance guy, which by the way, in any partnership or flying club, the finance guy is the worst job to have. So you wait for a rainy day when you can't go flying and you're driving out to the airport. You're already upset that you're not flying that day. You pull that sheet of paper just to find out that it is full of chicken scratch that you can't read. It has errors on it. It has gaps, pilots who forgot to write things down. Now you have to make sense out of that and spend hours making an invoice and send it to your, uh, your, your, your people in the flying club. And what ends up happening is you're trying to do it monthly, and that ends up every other month, and then every three months, and eventually you're sending one invoice a year, and that takes you all week to get that invoice out. So now with Pilot Partner, every time that you fly, it is integrated into your logbook. So you can simply enter your hob start and your hob's end. We've got some cool little tools that make it just a few taps to put in the numbers that you need. And then, can you believe that pilots can't do math when there's a decimal point? Unbelievable. I've never heard of such a thing. One of the most simple features of it that I just absolutely love and myself is as I type these numbers and it calculates my total time for me. I don't even have to think and all my logbook's going to be more accurate. And when I save my flight and it takes me about 30 seconds from the time I shut down the engine to type in the numbers, log the basic part of my flight and click save, a lot of important things happen. My pilot logbook is accurate. The maintenance intervals are automatically updated, so how close are we to the next oil change or the next 100 hour or anything that is hour-based on the airplane is updated in the maintenance log. Then the invoice is ready to be pulled. All your finance guy has to do now is go to pilotpartner.net, log into his fleet portal for your fleet, Click download CSV and everything comes in a nice, easy formatted CSV sheet that could either generate the, using Microsoft Excel, generate that invoice or import it into a finance system like QuickBooks or FreshBooks and generate those invoices. That finance guy is going to save hours and hours every month with this tool and that's the person who's going to love it the most. Yeah, we can definitely see the advantages there. I mean, everybody wants to make sure that, I mean, finances are important in everybody's mind, right? Flying is not a, not a cheap activity for sure. And you also, you touched on maintenance as well. So uh, as I, uh, if I were a you know, member of a club and everything, I can go, uh, let's say I get out there, pre-flight the airplane. Oh, it's down a quart of oil. I put a quart in. So now the system knows, all right, Bill added a quart of oil. We can keep that up. Can I also look at that sort of thing before I go out and see, hey, the airplane's only got 
you know, an hour and a half to go before it needs an oil change or something like that kind of can help plan a dispatch, things like that? So, yeah, about a year ago, we released the Pilot Partner Maintenance Tracker, which allows you to set up your maintenance categories, oil changes, annual inspections, anything that's calendar-based or time-based. And inside the app, if you belong to this fleet, so any member of the flying club would belong to the fleet, you can simply load that aircraft and you get a quick summary up top uh, with red, yellow, and green. Red are things that are overdue, yellow are things that are within 15 to 20% of their due window, and then green is everything else. So you can take a quick glance, click on it, and then see the details of exactly how many hours or what is red. Like my plane, having flown to Sun and Fun, is currently red in the oil change. That's one that I'm willing to continue flying on because I know the history of, but I know exactly how it's 0.6 over right now. And I've got a very conservative uh, interval, so we typically go over. But at a glance, I can tell that. I can also go and look at the list of who has flown last. And I have found in a flying club, that's a really important thing because when Bob flies before me, I know I better check a couple things different because he tends to maybe not turn the the electronics off the way I like it uh, or so forth. I can see, was it a series of short hops that was flown before? Did someone go cross country before? How many quarts of oil has it been put in? Uh, Track and oil consumption is one of the most important things to do in general aviation. If you're consistently adding a lot of oil, you know you have a maintenance issue that you probably need to be looking at. But if it's been pretty steady, then you're in good shape. And of course, if you're doing oil analysis, which every piston aircraft should be on oil analysis, it's an important field to fill out how many makeup quarts of oil have you done since the last sample and since the last oil change, because that will really drive that formula and get you better results with your oil analysis. That's great. Does it also track uh, squawks and uh, or if you had an MEL, that type of items as well? So the squawks right now, uh, we've got a very basic squawk check-in system. Uh, there's going to be a more advanced squawk check-in, uh, squawk reporting system in the works uh, that's going to come out. The great thing about Pilot Partner and being a subscription service is we focus on continuous development. So we start with a platform, and we just release a series of small features each week, each month, and everything just continues to grow. So you sign on now, and next year you're going to have a platform that's even twice as good as it is today. And it's just always growing, always getting better. Uh, We don't do big versions or things like that. It's just one day there's a new feature, and then we send an email out to everybody say, hey, here's the new feature that you can use. So squawk. Squawk tracking is coming soon. Okay, that's great. So this is, uh, as you mentioned, this is uh, features added on. So if a person just has Pilot Partner now, all they've used it for is their logbook. All these features are coming in. It's not something different they have to buy? No, this is um, all integrated into the system. Uh, Pilot Partner works off of a, it's a $29.95 a year subscription service per electronic logbook. And as long as all your members are using Pilot Partner, you have access to all these features that are built in. As we get more and more advanced with the fleet tracking system, we're going to work out an alternative pricing model where instead of each member paying for your logbook subscription, you can pay for it as a fleet and then give your members free access to Pilot Partner. We're going to support both models of how we do that. Still kind of working that out right now, but uh, that's one of those things that's going to continue to grow with Pilot Partner. So scalable now could be all the way from just you and your own airplane up to large flying club with multiple members, multiple airplanes? Absolutely. I was the president of a flying club that had three airplanes and 28 members, and that's when I first visioned how this pilot partner was going to work. And I, I wanted a system 
system where we didn't have to go outside and use QuickBooks for this and other scheduling tools that are on the market. I wanted one-stop shopping where a pilot already has to enter their logbook, and I want that to drive all these other things that happen automatically and just make it quick and easy. And I tell you, 30 seconds after I shut down the airplane, even in the hot Texas summer, I can log my flight while sitting in the cockpit after I shut down the engine before I melt and sweat too much. So it's simple, it's easy, and it's just how Pilot Partner works. That sounds great. Yeah, the ease ease of use gets you in there. I mean, this you know you've mentioned a number of features that I know are these are similar things to the way the airlines work, and you know they've got their reliability and safety down pretty good. And trying to bring that to the general aviation uh, flight clubs and individual pilots, are you? Absolutely. And we're starting to work on some features that the Part 121 pilots are going to want. I've got some friends who are, got jobs with uh, the commuter airlines, and they want some automatic login from the Part 121 world. So that's coming down the pipe for Pilot Partner here in the near future as well. Oh, that'd be a, a great uh, little cross-up there, you know, for the pilot that flies professionally and, you know, maybe flies in the club on the weekend, that sort of thing. Anything else you'd like to add, Ken, about Pilot Partner? It's, uh, it's basic features that are out now and all this great stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, so we've been doing this since 1997. I started it when I was a student pilot. This is a very mature platform. It's something that's been battle-tested and yeah, has a lot of features. This new version's been out for three or four years using all modern technology, works on iPhones, Androids, your web browser. And it's really important to know that the version that's on your phone is only half a pilot partner. It is designed to be the things that you need to do while you're on the go, while you're in the airplane. It The the iPhone and Android version does not do all the advanced reporting and all the deep analytics. That's when you go to your computer and access it through the web browser. These two things work together. They're automatically, since it's cloud-based, everything is automatically there. There's no synchronization or complex things to do. Just log your flight on your iPhone, check your maintenance on your iPhone, then go home and run your reports and see your maps and see all the details that you need there. That's great. Yeah, very good. Uh, it sounds excellent, you know, for that, that flying club, uh, you know, operations manager. Manager, maintenance manager, whatever of the of the club can be there on that desktop side and be analyzing uh, you know everything that they've got going, make things more efficient. Uh, we're talking with Ken Viard of Pilot Partner. That's pilotpartner.net. Correct. All right. Uh, do you have a, a booth or anything here at Southern Fun? We do not have a booth this year. We actually came specifically to uh, do a lot of volunteer work with Southern Fun Radio, and it's been a much different show for us, uh, doing kind of less Pilot Partner work and more volunteering at the radio station. It's been, it's been a fantastic show, and to have the opportunity to be here talking to everybody, just really appreciate it. Yeah. Sounds great. Again, Pilot Partner, pilotpartner.net. Ken Viard. Uh, this is Bill English with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting for Sun and Fun Radio. This is Russ Rosleski from the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting for Sun and Fun Radio, Sun and Fun 2018. I'm standing here with, uh, next to Falcon Aviation Academy's tent with Kat Gornari. Did I get that right, Kat? Yep, that's right. So tell us about Falcon Aviation Academy. What it, what it is, what do you do? All right, so we're an aviation academy in uh, the Atlanta area. We have four campuses. We're in uh, Noonan, Peachtree City, Athens, and our new campus is in Kennesaw. So what kind of uh, programs do you offer at Falcon? So uh, most of our students are airline bound, so we take them from zero time all the way to CFI. Uh, they get a guaranteed job with us, and then we get them their hours uh, once they're a CFI faster than any other flight school around. And how long is it? are we looking at taking uh, full-time, which is usually three to six flights a week, is about two years total for CFI time as well as training. Is this a, uh, a 
pilot training only or is there, is there a college degree component? Or uh, As of right now, we are not accredited. We are in that process. So uh, right now it's just getting your pilot ratings. Okay. Um, what, how, what's the application process look like? Or is there any kind of a, um, do you take all comers or do you have limits or what? Uh, yeah, we usually accept anyone who, who has a passion for flying and, you know, wants to get their ratings. You don't have to be airline bound. Uh, you can just, you know, want to get your pilot's license for fun. We can, we can customize many different programs. Well, let's talk about that for a minute then. So if I am, say I want to get I want to be a flight instructor. Can I come to you just for flight instructor training or or commercial pilot or something like that? If you already have the rest of your ratings, sure, because uh, there is an order that they go in. Uh, private pilot, instrument, commercial, then CFI. Sure, but you will do little pieces and bits as, as necessary. Absolutely. Wherever people are in their training, we can pick up where they left off. All right, so where can I go for more information about Falcon uh, Aviation Academy? Uh, our website is flyfalcon.com. Okay, and that's got all the everything I need to know and uh, to get in. Yeah, we have a, a great website, great uh, layout, has the breakdown of all our prices, what comes with each program, etc. All right, well, Kat, thank you very much. Anything else you want to say about Falcon? Um, well, if you have a passion for, for, for flying, come and see us. All right, thank you. This is Russ Wazlewski for Stuck Mike Avcast and Son of Fun Radio. Well, folks, this is Carl Valera with the Stuck Mike Avcast reporting here for Sun and Fun Radio at 2018 Sun and Fun Live. And I'm here with Joel Dollywall, and he is actually with Commute Air. Uh, one of the important things about Sun and Fun is that we promote aviation, aviation careers, and promote the younger folks getting into aviation. Commute Air is doing that, and they also are helping people move forward in their careers by doing many different things. And to talk about that is, is Joey with Commute Air. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Carl. Uh, this is actually my first time at Sun and Fun, so this is uh, an awesome, uh, awesome event. I've uh, been to Oshkosh frequently, but this is uh, this is great. I mean, the weather's awesome. The uh, just I just got here a few hours ago, so the amount I've already seen is awesome. And thanks for making the time out of your busy schedule, running the radio and, and the air show, to have me on. Uh, kind of last minute, but hey, it worked out, and I'm excited to be here. You know, I, I think Robert Sigliano, who's uh, our editor, had said to, to me just recently, he's like, it's a good thing you're not doing any of these type of interviews because be out there talking to you folks like you all day long because I love hearing from you. And uh, it's something I could do all day. And it's one of the neat things about this show is you get to see so many people just like yourself that love aviation and like to be around aviators. Uh, one of the great things is the fact that they have right here this at the show a career fair. And there's a lot of airlines here. There's people exhibiting, et cetera. And you actually today are, are somebody who's representing Commute Air. Commute Air is actually a regional airline that uh, correct me if I'm not wrong, is an all jet fleet and has uh, a great way, a pathway to getting into the airlines before, and f- especially for those that are in the military. But before we say that, talk about that, there's something special about you guys. You have an incredible bonus package for somebody off the street who's here already has their pilot certificates. Yeah, so uh, we are offering a uh, $22,100 uh, bonus program. Uh, sign-on bonus for our pilots. Uh, we recently started a uh, rotor transition program. It's called our RTP. Uh, what that is is that we're uh, offering assistance for uh, military and civilian helicopter pilots transition to fixed-wing aircraft. We're giving them $22,100 to uh 
convert their um, rotor license to a fixed wing license. And the beauty about our program that other airlines are not doing is that we allow you to train at your local airport. You don't have to go to a uh, predefined flight school. So uh, a lot of our military veterans have been away from home. Uh, as you know, life, life on the line as a pilot, you're away from your family. So our main focus was after working with uh, RTAG, which is a Rotary Transition to Airline Group, we gained a lot of feedback from them and we created a program where pilots can do all their fixed wing training at their local airport, wherever they choose, choose to go, uh, prior to coming to commute air. This is interesting because right now one of the things that we've uh, noticed is a lot of people coming out in, you know, rotary pilots coming out of the military. And they're saying to me, gosh, you know, Carl, I, one of the things I'm concerned about is the cost and, and possibly getting my ratings. This, this alleviates that, but also the cost of living. And so during this program, they don't get paid, I'm assuming, but they do get the money for the training. Correct. They don't, uh, they don't get paid from us, but uh, unlike... Uh other programs, we allow them to continue their responsibilities or the, and their civil duties. So whether you have a job or military obligation, you can keep that uh, full-time and train uh, around that. So as long as you meet your uh, minimum monthly uh, hour requirement, you can keep your 9-to-5 job, you can uh, fulfill all your responsibilities, whether in the military or, the civ- or, or civilian duties, and still train at your, uh, at your home. And that's important. You're at your home. This is a little bit different than some of the other programs that that I've worked with in the past is that you've had to go somewhere and now you're there spending more money because you need a place to live. You need to eat away from your home, which gets more expensive. So this enables you as the rotorcraft pilot coming out of the military. And we appreciate what you're doing for our military pilots in that manner. You can stay at home do the training where you are home base and I think that's terrific. Yeah, that's uh, that was a, that was the main driver behind this. You don't have to pay for hotels, food, DM. You are at home. You can uh, keep your job, you can uh, spend time with your family and you can convert your uh, license to a fixed wing license. So why would they in general, okay, there's a great program for the the veterans, but why would somebody in general consider going to say commute air as a, a career opportunity? So a little bit about us. We, um, in 2016, uh, United Airlines uh, invested 40% in us. So they're a 40% owner in Commute Air. Uh, as you know, we were operating the Bombardier Dash 8s previously. So now, since January, we're an all-jet airline of ERJ-145s. We operate out of uh, Newark, New Jersey, and Washington, Dulles, our headquarters in Cleveland, Ohio, and our maintenance base is in Albany, New York. But we're tripling the size of our fleet, and we're growing in all areas, and we're uh, hiring in all areas, particularly pilots. And I get the question all the time is, well, how does, how does your corporate growth benefit me? And the way it benefits you is it creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that can be a pilot's biggest asset. It creates opportunity. So someone who just recently converted their license to a fixed wing, they come to Commute Air. We offer really short uh, reserve periods right now, less than five months, generally three to four months. So you can build time quickly which is very critical as you start building time because the more and more airplanes we take, each airplane comes with block hours and those hours need to be saturated by pilots. That's why your reserve period will go down. So we have a very short reserve period. Our uh, general footprint to accumulate a thousand hours in the right seat is roughly 13 to 18 months. Um, and then you, you can upgrade to captain. And actually, we're offering guaranteed captain pay year two because we're so confident in our growth that you're going to upgrade as soon as you hit 1,000 PIC hours. And uh, what's the benefits of being a captain other than it's a, it's a pay bump and you're the captain, you're pilot in command, is that our United Career Path program. And that's the uh, 
th that's the green light everywhere. I mean, that, that program is going to take you to United Airlines. As soon as you hit a 1,000 PIC hours at Commute Air, you're eligible for that program uh, if you meet all your requirements, and then you can fly for United. That is an actual terrific program, one of the fastest ways to the cockpit of a major airline. We've seen people go through that program within two, three years even, making it to a major soup to nuts. What's important for somebody who's looking at a career in aviation is with a regional upgrade time, right? And also locations are important for a lot of people. Pay is also important. So they want to make sure they can make money. And when you do upgrade, that alleviates that problem of pay, doesn't it? And if you're given guaranteed uh, captain pay second year, that'll do that right there. Yeah, guaranteed uh, captain pay second year, 55 50 uh, an hour after year one. And, yeah, we're, you, you hit on the, the perfect points. You, you upgrade quick, and now your next career progression is United Airlines. So all you have to do is you have to accumulate your 1,000 PIC hours at Commute Air. And and the other regional partners have offered a career path program too, but the major difference is that they require 2,000 hours in the left seat, or we only require uh, 1,000 hours. That gets you there quicker. How about bases? I know you said your your corporations in Cleveland, but where are your actual bases for the pilots? Crew domiciles are in uh, Washington, Dulles, IAD, and uh, Newark, New Jersey. Okay, Newark, New Jersey, and Washington, Dulles. Of course, I like Newark because that's where I'm from, but the... Uh, one of the things, too, is that you have to realize, I know we're talking pilots, but there's all sorts of career opportunities for people thinking of becoming flight attendants, mechanics, et cetera. Could you touch on those uh, real quickly? So as we uh, triple our fleet, we're going to have to support in all areas. So we're hiring mechanics just as we are pilots because these airplanes only make money in the sky, right? We, we need to fly these airplanes. So we're hiring mechanics in all our locations and our maintenance uh, base, which is Albany, New York. Flight attendants, as we grow our fleet, we're holding flight attendant open houses uh, continuously throughout the year. So uh, it, it's and the entire corporation is growing. The entire company, the entire airline is growing. And it's just a really exciting time because it provides so many opportunities for people. And it's provided me so many opportunities. It's provided uh, a lot of my friends who were on the line opportunities, such as our very own Paul, mm -hmm. who is now, he went through our United Career Path program. He lives in Newark. He got the A320 based out of Newark. And now he's in IOE. And uh, best of luck to him. I can't wait to see him. Yeah, yeah. Best of luck to him, of course. And that's terrific that he's done that. You know, when we're talking about careers, uh, we also have to look at, you know, what's, what's best for us. A lot of people talk about, I want to fly the big jets, et cetera. Uh, the type of jet you're flying is an Embraer 145. I think they're also the XRs. Uh, and is it the 135 too, or is it just the 145? Just the, just the 145 XR. Okay. Now, if I'm somebody who's interested in that career path and I want to find out more, uh, a lot of folks want to ask questions. How can they find you folks and ask those questions? So people can reach out to me directly. And uh, I don't know if there's a way to link my contact information into the podcast. Uh, you can uh, contact us at pilotrecruiting at commuter.com. We're also on Airline Pilot Central. You can follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. And we're also on Airline App. So we have all our information out there. We get inquiries all the time around the clock. And that's the best way to keep up with our company and the latest programs that we're offering. You know, it's actually pretty easy to find you guys. Just just type in Commute Air Airlines in Google, and you'll find, find you yeah. folks. You guys seem to be everywhere, which is great. And uh, I'd like your opinion, too, if you don't mind, uh, in general, people that are looking at the airlines. Uh, you notice everybody talking about these career fairs and actually coming to these open houses. Is that something that's important with your airline? Yeah, we, uh, we love to uh, go out to various career fairs, um, flight schools, 
uh, colleges, universities, uh, also other non-aviation, uh, just general career fairs. Uh, we like to go out and, and talk to everybody and provide them the opportunity that, that we're offering. You know, uh, we're operating on the East Coast and we're expanding our route map. So we want to, as we expand our route map, we want to expand our reach and we want to be able to hit everybody and offer them the awesome opportunity that we, that we have going on due to our growth. Yeah, and it's terrific that you folks are growing, and I see a lot of folks that are growing. And some are having problems filling the seats. Uh, you're one step ahead on that because of the fact that you're offering all these incentives, especially the one we just talked about. We want to make sure we mention that again is that rotor transition program. A lot different than some of the other ones that we've seen out there and that I've talked about. This one, you can actually stay in your home airport and get your ratings and complete those ratings so you can actually get your restricted ATP. When the person finishes this, uh, a lot of questions come up as to what happens next. Do they have to go into a simulator to get that? And I think you folks can answer that. Yeah, so you go um, after you get on and you get all your ratings, you, you, you're automatically class, class date with Commute Air, and then you go through a normal uh, normal pipeline as any other pilot would. And the one thing about our, our RTP, about the Rotor Transition Program, is that a lot of programs are only for military pilots. Ours is also for civilian pilots. So civilian pilots that are possibly flying... Uh, for news channel stations, for helicopters, for any tour guides, um, they are also eligible for our program. So that's those two key differences are you train at your local uh, local base at home, and it's open to civilian pilots, which is really bringing a lot of people in. It's caused a, a lot of craze in the in the rotor pilot community, and that was based on the feedback that we got from the rotor pilots. So we listened to the feedback we got, and we I think we created one of the best programs out there. Well, I'd have to say right now, from all the ones I know, it probably is the best program out there as far as rotor transition. It's open to everybody. There's a lot of folks with a lot of experience that are all civilian uh, that can actually apply for this. It's also great that you're doing this for our veterans, too, and, and all the other initiatives out there. You have everything. You're out there, social media. You're also inspiring our next aviators through these events that you have. Yeah, um, and... and you know, that, that's the thing. We want to give everybody a chance for our growth opportunity, and we're extending our reach. Um, so just going to air shows like this, going to career fairs, you can, you'll always see us around, follow us on our social media. And the one important thing about our RTP is they're also eligible for the United CPP. So as soon as you get in, you are in that uh, pipeline to go to United Airlines. And actually, our fastest United uh, CPP graduate was only on the seniority list for two years and 10 days. So if you can, uh, we're challenging someone to beat that. Come in, and the key is if you come in with previous 121 hours, you're going to upgrade almost instantaneously. I mean, just a few months, you'll upgrade, and that's the key. You come in with uh, 121 hours, and you're going find, to find yourself at United pretty soon. Wow, things have changed. That's pretty darn exciting. So, Joey Dollywell, we really appreciate your being here with Commuter. Go to commuter.com, look at their careers. They have all sorts of careers. We're talking about the Rotor Transition Program. Remember, it's for both civilians and also for the military. Anything else you want us to know about Commuter? Well, it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're growing um, and we're providing people an opportunity and pilots who want to come to Commuter. Uh, you, you know, this is the place to be if you want to fly for the majors. You know, we're going to get you through, and it's a, it's still a great environment. It's a uh, family uh, uh, culture. Even though we're growing, we're still holding on to that family culture. Great, great guys to fly with, and you know, the moment you're in, uh, people are going to welcome you with with um, uh, with huge arms, and and they're gonna they'll guide you through the whole process. So, you know, thanks again for having me here. I know uh, it's a busy time, but I appreciate it. And anyone who has any questions, you know, yeah, check us out on. Uh, commuter.com or social media, uh, Airline Pilot Central, Airline Apps, or you can even reach out to me and we'll include that information in the, uh, in the podcast. 
Well, terrific. Joey Dollywall from Commute Air we're speaking with. Actually, a recruiter there. We've been speaking with him for many, many years now. I think it's about two, three, four years now, and it's uh, been awesome what you folks have put together. We really appreciate what you're doing for the rotor community and also for the community and aviation in general. Fastest way to get to an airline seat with a major, it really is. Go check it out on commuteair.com and also on all their social media. This is Carl Valera reporting for the Stuck Mike Avcast and for Sun and Fun Radio 2018. Don't forget to uh, live stream liveatc.net slash SNF. I know people are listening here on 1510 AM, but the best way to listen to us all year long, you can hear this interview, liveatc.net slash SNF. This is Russell Slesky and Larry Overstreet. From Stuck Mike Avcast, reporting for Sun and Fun Radio, Sun and Fun 2018, stand next to a beautiful, brand new Mall MX-7, just rolled off the production line on Sunday, still has that new airplane smell, Larry. Beautiful airplane, uh, blue, white, big tires, it looks like it'd be a blast to fly compared to the, the Cub that I usually fly. So. Well, I hope we can talk about that a little bit because I'm also joined by Brent Mall, who's the president of Mall Aircraft, Kit Wilkes, an AMPIA, and Ty Wilkes, who's a production manager and AMP. How you doing, guys? Doing great. Thanks. Well, Brent, tell us a little bit first about the history of Mall Aircraft. Okay, uh, Mall Air was started by B.D. Mall, uh, my grandfather, and he started building the Mall Tailwheel, which is used on a wide variety of aircraft, and the Mall Fabric Tester back in the early 40s, around 1941, and then uh, started building the airplane uh, in 1962 was first delivery. Uh, it was kind of a home-built project at first. He started designing it in 53, I started building it in 55, and flew it in 57. And then went, in, uh, went through the FAA certification process, got type certification in 61, uh, and then went into production. And we've been building them ever since. Uh, various models. We got over 50 different models uh, that we've produced throughout the years. Well, I know I've flown uh, just a very little bit in, uh, I think, uh, M5. Is, would that be? That's uh, one of your models, right, Larry? You ever flown in them all? I've never flown in them all. It was a blast. You need to do it. A friend of mine, friend of mine uh, owns one, so I should do that. But we live in different states, so. But, but what an amazingly capable aircraft! Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? How capable? Where, what can I go and do in this aircraft? Well, the mall is, I always say it's one of the most versatile aircraft because you've got uh, three different landing gear configurations, plus you can put most models on skis, and uh, any of our models can be put on floats, so you can have the same airplane and go to any environment in the world. they're short takeoff and landing airplanes, anywhere from uh, current production is 180 up to 260 horsepower. We've even made turbine models, and the original one was 145 horse, so you got a wide variety of, of engine horsepowers and uh, big cargo capacity. And they're designed to take off and land in very short strips, so you can uh, go into the back country and carry all your stuff with you. You're not having to make several trips to do it. So tell us, uh, the, so this latest model, small MX-7, what are some of its, uh, its features that I'd be interested in buying a new one? Well, we've got uh, the four doors, which are, we're pretty famous for. You've got your pilot and co-pilot door, and then you've got the two doors in the back for the rear passenger and the cargo area because it is a four-seat aircraft. Those doors open up away from each other, and that allows you a very large uh, cargo opening uh, anywhere between, depending on the model, between 50 and 55 inch opening. That uh, rear seat is quick removal, so you can take that out in about half a minute. And then you've got 30, anywhere from 38 to 42 cubic feet 
of cargo space depending on the model. Uh, you've got a big overhead skylight, so you got great overhead visibility. You've got dual swing out windows, so you can that you can fly with open up to 120 miles an hour. This has an observation package all the way around that allows you to uh, have great downward visibility, sideward visibility, and. Uh, the one we have here at the show is equipped with 4-inch extended landing gear on 31-inch bushwheel tires with a baby bushwheel on the back. So you can land in uh, some pretty rough spots. Sure looks like it. these tires are gigantic. <laughs> Even the tailwheel is bigger than some uh, main gear on some airplanes I've flown. Is that that uh, jet-powered Burkut? That, uh, that is not a mall. That was not a mall, no. That was very fast jet aircraft, but uh, fascinating place to be. Uh, so let's talk about performance. Uh, takeoff and landing distances, of course, on an airplane like this, you're going to go operate on some of the places you can access with these giant uh, giant tires. Uh, well, the 180, uh, the, the takeoff roll, the lightweight, is going to be under 300 feet. Uh, the 235 is going to be shorter than that. 235 and 260 be about 200 to 250 feet. Uh, then, then with a great rate of climb coming out, landing distance uh, about the same. But I've got video that you can see on YouTube of the 180. He's taken off in under 300 feet. Pretty big guy, some fuel, uh, and he's landing about 125 feet. So. That's really incredible. Larry, you ever done that? Uh, not anything quite like that. No, that's amazing. That and, but it's a four-seat airplane, too. So that, I think that's what's the most amazing to me is that, you know, it's not it's not a one-seater. It's not a two-seater. Well, you can carry some people in it or, like you said, remove the seats and carry quite a bit of luggage. Yeah, well, like this airplane, and uh, before we put the bush wheels on it, uh, it had a 1,000, what, about 1,074 pounds useful load, right? What are we looking at for uh, cruise speed? These are, these are probably not usually... It's a ton of fun. we got to love this, the sound of jets flying by. This is not usually thought of as a uh, traveling aircraft, but it certainly could be, couldn't it? Yeah, uh, and we got a lot of people uh, that use it for travel. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, our, our speed ranges are really broad, which is nice. So the airplane's known for stalling below 40, uh, but also they can cruise pretty quick. So this uh, 180, even though it has a really low stall speed, uh, on the standard gear, it can cruise about 115 knots. So, uh, and then you take that up to the 235 and the 260, you're up in the uh, 130s and, you know, even up to 140 with the 260. Well, that would certainly cover some ground and get you to where you're going out to the uh, the campsite or go fishing or whatever you're trying to do. Right. And plus you can carry 75, or excuse me, 85 gallons of fuel in the aircraft so you can go a long way probably longer than you want to be in the plane <laughs> probably right we all we all know about limitations biological limitations in the airplane right uh any last comments you want to make about mall aircraft um you know it's a it's a great airplane it's a versatile airplane yeah we've got side by side seating so the pilot and co-pilot are next to each other rather than being tandem which is common in stole aircraft you've, you've got the the four doors quick quick removal seat at you know, you have the short uh, takeoff and landing, so you get everything in one package. You don't have to have one airplane to do this mission and one airplane to do another mission. You've got it all in one plane. Sure sounds like it. Give us a website we can go to for more information. You can go to mallairinc.com. That's M-A-U-L-E-A-I-R-I-N-C.com.
And we're also having a mall fly-in, so you can come and see these aircraft at the factory uh, September 21st through the 23rd this year. And where is that exactly? In Moultrie, Georgia at KMUL Spence Field. All right, well, thank you very much, Brent and uh, Kit and Ty. We appreciate it. This is... This is another jet flyby, and this is Russ Rosluski and Larry Overstreet for Stuck Mike Avcast and Sound of Fun Radio. This is Russell Zleski from the Stuck Mike Avcast, reporting for Southern Fun Radio, Southern Fun 2018. Standing here in the Virginia Department of Aviation booth with Scott Denny and Kimberly Wells. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, so tell us a little bit about why you are here representing Virginia. We're actually here promoting uh, Virginia aviation and tourism. Uh, we promote our ambassador programs. We, pro- uh, we promote our educational programs and tourism and lots of goodies. Uh, introduce uh, young kids and women to aviation. So, oh, as well as our 66 public use airports. So. 66 public use airports. Now, you mentioned the Virginia uh, I think Aviation Ambassador Program, stuff like that. I used to live in Virginia. I'm a little bit familiar with that. But go ahead and explain that to everybody out there. Okay, that's a really cool program. You can uh, fly or drive to all 66 public use Virginia airports. You get a little passport stamp. You get to see a lot of places around Virginia that you didn't even know existed. You visit, um, uh, you attend a safety seminar. You get to go see four of our museums and go to a fly-in. You get a leather jacket at the end of it. It's a really fun thing. Uh, we have a ceremony every year in the fall, and everybody comes out, and we present the leather jackets, and everybody shares their stories. So do you get someone at the FBO to stamp it, or how's that work? Yes, uh, you got to go to the website too. Um, it's, it's a big Virginia scavenger hunt, is how I describe it. So uh, you got to find uh, some of the unattended ones. They're in mailboxes to a coffee can. Um, some you got to go right in the FBO, and you'll meet some really cool people. So do you need to be like a Virginia resident to participate in this program? No, you don't. It's open to anyone. So I can I can live in Oklahoma City and uh, come on out and, and participate in this program, huh? What what else are you kind of uh, advertising here today? I see some you know just kind of general tourism guides and that kind of thing. Yes, we got some roadmaps too. Uh, wineries are always you know a little something for the ladies who may not um, fly but also travel with their husbands a lot. So we have some of that. We've got some gliders kids can put together, some eyeglass cleaners, a uh, big hit are pencils and erasers. And again, the informational brochures, roadmaps, um, educational stuff, and the information about the ambassador program. I think what a lot of people may not realize is that Virginia has a very wide variety of, of terrain. <laughs> I mean, it's got, it's got the, the, the marshlands and the beaches out east and the mountains out west. It's a beautiful state to fly in. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's, it's a wide variety. So any, any, uh, anything that captures anyone's fancy, we probably have it in Virginia. Why don't you give me some kind of a website to go to for more information? Yes, that is www.doav.virginia.gov. And that can give you all the information about the uh, ambassador program and everything else, yes. right? Yes, everything you need to know is on our website. Any closing comments you want to make? Come to Virginia. <laughs> it's a beautiful state. Come to Virginia. We'd love to see you. I have very fond memories of Virginia. I met my wife in Virginia, so so I agree. Virginia is for flying lovers, as you have the uh, bumper sticker that says here. Well, thank you very much. Uh, This is Russ Wozleski from the Stuck Mike Avgast, 44 Sound of Fun Radio. So I hope you enjoyed those interviews. Both Russ and I just, and everybody else at the crew here at the Stuck Mike Avcast really enjoyed bringing those to you. Uh, Russ, you're going to be out there again tomorrow doing some more interviews, and we are about to go live on the deck. And don't forget, you can stream us at liveatc.net slash SNF if you're listening to this right now and throughout the year. Russ, I, I know you're going to be out here. I think tomorrow you're going to stay and possibly fly out. I hear something about the weather is going to happen or something. 
Well, yeah, the weather is an issue. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit when we go live uh, here later. But there is a front coming through, and it's been traveling through the whole uh, eastern U.S., and it looks like uh, it'll be here on Sunday. So we're just going to have to see what happens. Well, I tell you, we love bringing this to you, and we hope you enjoy this episode and the others. We're going to have many more interviews in the future. We're going to do a lot more live events. And don't forget, uh, on the live event, we're going to make a big announcement. Uh, first time ever for this one organization, first time for us that we're doing this, and it's going to be really cool, and we think you're going to like it. It's going to help listeners uh, <laughs> be able to find us all over the planet. But anyway, safe flying. We'll talk to you next episode. Don't forget, if you come up here to the deck, it's hashtag stuck Mike selfie hashtag stuck Mike selfie and you can find all these interviews and some really cool pictures hashtag SNF 18 talk to you next episode safe line you've been listening to the stuck Mike abcast members of the stuck Mike abcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast compensation may be received in the form of but not limited to referral commissions free products or service trials our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation And you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast and a Valeri Aviation Corporation production.